Thanks for clocking in to Becoming a Better Nurse podcast. I'm Rebecca. And Aaron. Together, we like to offer ideas, conversations, and solutions to help educate, elevate, and empower nurses. So you decided to go through all that, and then boom, you, you you're in CCIP, your day shift, and then hey, boom, you're back, you're at night shift, and you're working the uh, the unit. Um, just wanted to ask, when you got to that unit, how did you feel? Did you feel confident after leaving the CCIP? Um, do you feel like you probably needed more time to learn more things, or were you like, you know what, let me just start working, and I'll learn as I go? Um, do you feel like the staff? What's going to help you? Uh, what's going through your mind? I know it's a long time ago, but just just so the audience knows, what was going through your mind when all that was happening, and, and kind of just kind of playing it out, so that other people who are going through the same situation can relate and figure out what to do. Well, I definitely didn't feel like I could take a patient assignment on my own. I was nervous, and I feel like they given me all the education that I could, but I was worried that I would forget it or not be able to remember. So I did have a preceptor that was very supportive, um, and they were just the right fit for me because I don't remember feeling like I was left alone, but I do remember feeling like um, I felt like I was thrown into it at the same time, and I thought, okay, it's kind of like when I was nursing, a brand new nurse, I needed to get my feet wet, I needed to get my own routine going, and then in three months, I would looked back and thought, hey, I'm doing this, and I feel more comfortable, so it was the same thing. I went my CCIP, um, I, I remember the first day I was actually actually there they were doing report and I was waiting for the nurse to do it and there's a guy answered the who was calling on the call bell and he needed to go poop and he was a COPD or and he looked really purple and he had taken his oxygen off and I'm like well you should probably have your oxygen on and I said I said this isn't going to reach the commode he was really like getting out of bed he was really getting anxious and he grabbed and I went to go get a commode and he had grabbed the garbage can to poop in that's how anxious and upset he was about pooping but I said stop 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 and right when I had him not get into the not get onto the garbage can I had the commode there he arrested flat out arrested pooped in the bed I had to call a code. They had to stop report. He, we had to move him to a new bed because you can't do CPR and poop. That was gross. So we, we had guys come picking him up, put him into a fresh bed that was next to him. Thank God there was a fresh bed, and he um, ended up being intubated. And then he ended up being on the vent for the night. So that was my first. And I remember thinking, if I can handle that, I can do this with some help. So. That's kind of how that's kind of how it started, and I do feel like I was supported, and I don't feel like I was prepared. At the same time, I felt prepared and ready to take on the job, and I kind of just thought I'm going to just learn it as I go and ask questions, which is what I did. Let's talk about quite the initiation. I think everybody has a story like that when they first start ICU. I mean, there's countless stories, but that's good that you felt that you were supported because God forbid you, you were in that situation and you were bullied and they would have said, Hey, what the hell did you do to me? You know, it would have been really, really toxic and really dangerous. So it's really nice that you were actually supported and helped throughout that situation. Cause that could really make or break somebody, especially cause it's, those situations are very traumatizing. And it's not helpful to have somebody or a team there that's extremely toxic and doesn't actually try and uplift you or just try and kind of like walk you through the whole process because it can be really, really a downer if you start getting um, negativity. All right, so basically you felt like the environment was good. You went through it. You did ICU. Um, 
you said three months, you looked back and you're like, okay, so I'm actually doing this. Um, and then you said there was, a, there was a time where you decided to move from hospital to hospital. Number one, why? And then number two, do you think that was the right move? And then three, what was going through that time when you were deciding to move over that made you think, you know what, maybe it's time for me to go to another hospital? Was there a lot of issues happening where you were working at? Or was it just, you know, it's just an opportunity that I wanted to take? Just kind of go through there. So those three questions. Yeah, those are good questions because my time there was really um, important. I got a good head start on my uh, critical care skills, my prioritizing. We were tripled a lot with ventilators, and um, I really learned to prioritize my time. It wasn't it wasn't computerized charting yet, so we weren't so bogged down. Were you getting a, hold on? Were you getting tripled a lot? Yeah. And what year was this? This was in um, 2003, 2002, 2003. Oh, boy. Yeah. And so um, we... We just learned how to work around it. And there was a lot, you know, you didn't have computerized charting, you didn't have computerized medications. So a lot was simpler. I, I don't want to admit it, but it's the truth. I might give a med two or three hours late, but it was given. So, um, you know, you just charted when you gave it in the paper mar and that was it. So um, you just, but you learned better ways of working things out, right? So, but I wanted to leave after I met a friend of mine who worked at the current place that I'm working. We're still friends now to this day and she would tell me about her position and and like they had the same kind of patients the same kind of um you know protocols basically but um they had enough they would talk about how she was have enough staff they were never tripled they had you know balloon pumps were uh one to one or you know one to two with an easy telly they their ventilators were only two to one they were just really it was a nice situation and then I was also where I worked never the supplies were always hard to find especially in the weekends pumps tubing meds it was like you were running around all over borrowing from everybody to get stuff and you're like this shouldn't be this way it was just really really frustrating and then they started changing our schedules to where if you wanted to do 12-hour shifts you were you had to move to this unit because one unit was going to be all 12-hour shifts and we had a lot of eight-hour people still so a lot of 11 to 7 and 3 to 11 people that didn't want to change and they so they kept accommodated them in another unit so you couldn't you couldn't you had to move units so I wasn't even going to be with my people anymore it was really weird and then they had a lot of travelers that were being charged over us and I'm like I don't need you to be charged over me I'll be charged even though I wasn't oriented to it I was like I'll do charge because they were you know getting paid a ton more money than I was so it was just a bunch of political stuff going on and I decided after talking with my friend she's like we could really use you so that's when I, um, I applied I I do remember we always meet up and she would ask me, have you applied yet? Have you applied yet? Because she was going to tell her manager to pull my application. And so one time we were going to go out and I was like, I'm like, she's going to ask me if I applied. Let me just get online real quick and apply. So I did a quick little online application and I submitted it. It was like maybe 20 minutes. And then we met up and she goes, did you apply? And I'm like, yeah, I did. I did this morning. And she's like, okay. And wouldn't you know, I got a call the next day and they wanted me to come into HR and get all my badges and stuff. That was it. I did a quick test. And then I'm like, so this badge means I'm hired. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we'll get you your orientation date. 
So that was it. And I love being where I am at. It's the best facility. It was the best decision I ever made. I did I did miss a lot of the staff where I came from, but not that much because after you're not there, you realize, you know, hey, I can I can live without these people and these people can live without you because you really get attached and you don't have to be attached to people because it's you people come and go. And that's one thing I've learned over the years is that there's never there's never a need to have that pull over you there's just you don't need to feel that way there you have it folks so basically she was going through there's a lot of there's a lot of red flags it looks like at the place where she was at so i mean we're talking about um improper staffing where you're getting tripled pretty much every night um lack of supplies which is huge safety issue um and many other things i mean it, it just seemed like a pretty bad bad place and then when she decided to go to this new hospital it looks like it was a complete 180 and if you're in the icu and you're being treated like how she was i mean why not look for an icu that actually has their shit together um because that's going to make a world of a difference why why work in a place where you're going to be burnt out every day uh instead of working at a place where you know you're going to have everything you need uh even though it's kind of difficult during these times with everything just shifting after COVID. There are places that are well-staffed and do have the right acuity for the right staffing. So it's possible and it's doable. You just have to keep looking for it, right? Um, And then she went to this new place and it was complete 180. And sometimes you won't know until you go to these places. She had already like a foot in the door. So again, it's just um, if you know somebody in in another location and they're kind of going to vouch for you and they're telling you it's a good place. I mean, why not? Why not? Why not give it a shot? Uh, She did talk about friends and coworkers and people just in general. Um, you never want to burn bridges whenever you leave another place because you never know um, in the future if you're going to need to um, social socially network with somebody, somebody in the future moves up and you, you have some connection, or you just might want to go back um, for, some, for some more money or some PRN positions. Never burn your bridges. And yes, coworkers, they come in and go. Uh, friends, they come in and go, and that's just life. It happens. Now, I'm not saying because they come in and go, you have to treat people like crap. No, you always treat people with respect, be nice to them. But know that it's just a, a stage in your life, and, and this stage is going to be completely different from the next stage. You know, this chapter will be completely from the next chapter, and you have to realize and accept that people come and they go, and as, as quickly as you forget them, they will also forget you, and that's just typically how it happens, unless you made a huge impact, which typically doesn't happen. Um, you, you tend to forget people and people forget about you and you have to move on with your life. So she, we were at this new place. You were at this new place and you were there roughly 18 years. And tell tell me about how, that's a long time. That's a, a long commitment, you know. That's longer than some people have been married. So um, one that made you decide, hey, 18 years, I'm definitely going to stay here this long. I mean, obviously you never thought about leaving. So tell me about the good things within that unit that made you say, Hey, I'm just going to, it's just a, uh, just a matter of keeping on doing this work. Well, one thing was, is that, uh, it really ran smoothly. I really enjoyed the change. Number one, I, it took me a year of just getting over how happy I was being at a place that the staffing was good and that the unit was just so much different and you had supplies. I mean, I was just like living the dreams, getting used to the place, whatever. The second year I became more comfortable and not that I wasn't comfortable, but to the point where they were like, Rebecca, you can start doing charge. So that challenged me, made me feel like, gave me a different dimension 
to my job. So some days I would do relief charge. So you're not taking care of patients. You're doing more of the um, unit management. So that was that was exciting. I did that for a couple years. And then we ended up, um, my mom ended up coming and working there. So that was kind of fun. And I had some kids. I had my, my daughter then. So it kind of like gave me an easy way to work. I could fit in work, but be at home. So I did a lot of just maintaining my my skills and just working and enjoying my work because I had kids and I only worked the part time. So um, when I stayed, when I was feeling restless, when I stayed, it's because we started doing um, neuro nursing there and it added a new dimension to the care and so we ended up um, I got my certification for neuro and got my certification for critical care and added a new dimension to my skill set and then I became more of a leader and a liaison a mentor a preceptor all those things just kind of um, kept me going gave me a purpose gave me a new direction staying in the unit um, because it just added to the added to the what my job I enjoyed it I enjoyed it a lot so um, I became a charge nurse after that so that added a whole new dimension to the work I would do classes I had a whole new skill set and then I ended up taking on more responsibility because I was doing counseling I was doing you know helping with staffing we were doing all kinds of different stuff you know that leadership um management does so that was that was um nice and it wasn't until um I started I'm not I'm not really getting we got new management and I didn't really get along with them and there was some bullies happening and I know that's not we're not supposed to talk about it but it was and I um, didn't respond very well to that I didn't know how to handle it HR didn't really know how to handle it so I decided it was time for me to go and it wasn't all them part of me like I said in the beginning I was bored I was burnt out I was tired of answering call bells and I was tired of you know running drips or worrying about this or that you know drawing labs for the nth 10th time and it's just stupid stuff that you do I was tired of dumb drunk patients hitting me I was tired of you know being berated but why didn't you do this why didn't you do that and it was just not fun anymore it was very um I got burnt out for sure and I know the difference between burnt out and boredom and if you ever want to dm me I can tell you and it was not it was not healthy for me to stay and it the best decision to leave when i left time to clock out thanks for listening if you like what you hear please hit the like button and subscribe stat follow us on instagram you can find us on becoming a better nurse until next time
so yeah, it was that time to leave. It looks like there was a lot of bullies, uh, a lot of red flags again, and it, it happens. It goes through waves, and it might just be a different chapter in your life. Tell me, what were the steps then? You're like, okay, I'm I'm being bullied. What? I, I, this is not a right place to stay. What? What were your steps? What did you decide to do? Did you talk to somebody? Um, go from there. Well. I didn't talk to anybody really because I didn't know it was bullying until I got out of there and that's when I realized it. So I, I really wish I had known I would have taken the better steps to um, communicate my needs to um, upper management. But I ended up going to the director of critical care and asking for a transfer and um, I went, she I asked where I I asked her where I wanted told her where I wanted to go and asked her if it was like if it was okay and she uh, made it happen so I was able to get out of that situation um, I still stayed um, critical care I just floated around until I found where I wanted to go next and that's kind of when I learned that I wanted to do day shift and be on more of a regular schedule my family was grown my son was out in college so I, there was no need for me to be available during the daytime as much as I was and. So the transition to go to day shift and a new unit took a long time. I ended up applying for several jobs, all different. Like you had talked about different non-bedside jobs. There was IR, there was PACU, there was educator. I went to a couple educator jobs. There was patient safety coordinator. There was um, PACU. And I finally went into pre-op. But I went through a lot of different applications before I finally made it. 